good. You'd rather be here than in bed sleeping? That's right. All right. Well, good. Well, it's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? It's good to see you all today, and it's a beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. We'll what? Rejoice. Rejoice in what? Say, this is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, that's good advice, isn't it? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that as the word goes forth, it'll be a blessing to people. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is a friendly family church. Greet a couple of people and then you can be seated. All right. Now, you can be seated. And let's open our Bibles to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Let's go there. And uh, the 14th verse. Let's look at that. Matthew 25, verse 14. You brought your Bibles with you, didn't you? All right. Uh, Matthew 25, verse 14, Jesus is speaking. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and what? What did he do? He traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two, gained two more. How did he do that? By trading. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. I want to talk to you today, titling this message, Trade-offs, Pay-offs, and Rip-offs. Trade-offs, Pay-offs, and rip-offs. You know, in this parable here, the first two people that are mentioned, they made a trade-off, didn't they? They traded with their talents. They used their talents. They made a trade-off, and both of them got a payoff, didn't they? The third person didn't get a payoff, but their situation resulted in a ripoff in that by not doing more with the talent they were given, they ripped themselves off from receiving a blessing. You know, this trade-off, pay-off, rip-off, this is something that all of us deal with almost every single day. We're almost always trading something for something else. And it'll either result in a payoff or a ripoff. You know, uh, when we go to the store and we, you know, pay money for something, what are we doing? We're trading our money for whatever it is we're buying. Uh, For example, I've gone into the QT. And if you go in there and you make a, uh, the ones I've been in, you go in and you make a left and go down the second aisle. To the right, 
there's a big pastry. You know, they've got all kinds of pastries. You all know what pastries are? And, and, and I found myself standing in there looking at those, wondering which one should I buy? Which one should I trade money for that's going to result that when I, when I bite into it, it's going to be a payoff and not a ripoff? And there's been times where, you know, I thought, well, I'll try that one. And, and I get out to the car and I, uh, you know, I go to the counter, I trade my money for it and I get out in the car and I bite into it. And it was a what? It was a ripoff. And then there's been other times where I've gone in there and I found something that looked really good and I traded my money for it at the counter and I went out and bid into it and it was a, it was a payoff. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, have you ever gone to a movie and you go up there and you trade your money for the ticket and then you go over to the popcorn stand and you pay $37 for, you know, for a thing of popcorn that big and pay $50 for a soda that's about, about that. I mean, knows what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> They're just stealing from you, you know. But I'm standing there letting them do it, you know. <laughs> but you go in, you pay, you know, and you're sitting there and you get about, you know, a third of the way through the movie and you're looking over at your wife and Diane and I, you know, this is, this is lame. This is a bad movie. So we traded our money and, and it was a what? A rip off. See, so so we uh, do this all the time. I know uh, in the cafeteria at school, you know, growing up and whatnot. Sometimes my mother she would send me with a Braun Schweiger sandwich. How many of you know what Braun Schweiger is? Oh. Oh. And I'd go and and I'd always try to find a kid that had the peanut butter and the jelly. And I'm, what am I going to do? I'm going to make a trade-off. And for me, it's going to be a payoff. But for the other guy, it's going to be a rip-off, probably unless you like Braunschweiger. And then, you know, this happens all the time. I remember back when I was a, a kid, back in the 70s, they came on television and they, had a, uh, they advertised the, the, the greatest hits of the 70s. And I went to my mother and I said, Mother, I've got to have that, I've got to have that, got to send in, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And so finally she agreed and she wrote her check out and we sent it in and the greatest hits of the 70s come back and I put it on a record player, you know. We had record players back then. And, and, and it starts playing and I'm, and I'm listening to that. And it was, the, it was the songs, but it was not the original artist. So what happened, there was a trade-off and we got, we got ripped off. And there were other things that I'd have my mother buy over television. You know, the thing, you know and, and it would come and, and I said, Mama, that don't work the way it works on television. Well, we got ripped off, didn't we? 
Did anybody ever buy the one that made julienne fries? I still don't know what julienne fries are, but the, it's chops it, chops it, bakes it, rips it, tears it, turns it. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about? And, and there's things in life where we, you know, make the trade-off. There's been movies we've gone to over the years where we made the trade-off and we sat there and it was, it was a great movie. So there's, there's, there's trade-offs and payoffs and rip-offs. And so with that as the introduction, uh, you know, let's think about something else. Uh, something I don't say a lot about around here, but the tithe. Do you all know what the tithe is? You know, and, and as, as you, you go out and work and earn your money, according to the Bible, you know, you're supposed to bring the tithe, the 10% to the house of God. And, you know, if tithing is done properly, it can result as a payoff to you. And if it's done improperly, it can result as a ripoff. For example, a payoff, if it's done properly and you bring your tithes and and you release them by faith unto the Lord, and you've got a good heart and a good motive, then what would the payoff be? The payoff would be, first of all, in seeing the work of God advance. Is that right? And then also the Bible talks about to the tither that God will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive. So that would be a payoff, wouldn't it? The Bible says that for the tither, God will rebuke the devourer. He'll rebuke the devil. He'll rebuke that which steals from you. See, that's a payoff, isn't it? The Bible talks about to those who tithe and give offerings and, 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 and do it with the right heart, you know, that God will meet all their needs. That's a payoff, isn't it? But then on the other side of the coin, if this isn't done properly, if it's done improperly, it can result as a ripoff. And, and many of you have probably watched different, you know, television ministries over the years where, you know, they'll tell you, you know, if you give in this particular offering, you know, if you send your money in and give in this particular offering, some great, wonderful blessing is going to come to you. How many of you know that that's not going to result in a payoff to you? That's going to result in a ripoff. Those are just con men with ministered names on that are trying to get your money. Did you hear what I'm saying? Or if, for example, they'll say, you know, they'll use a certain verse in the Bible. They'll say, you know, like Isaiah 55, 11. You don't have to turn there, but, you know, if, if you'll send $55.11. They never use Genesis 1, 1, you know. But how many of you know if you bite into that, that's going to result, will that result in a payoff or a ripoff? A ripoff, you know, and sometimes they'll be on there and they'll say, well, if you give in line with this Old Testament date or this Old Testament feast or something. How many of you know we live in the New Testament? And so if you, if you, you know, anybody that, 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 that makes you think that if you give in a certain offering or a certain thing like that, that it's going to result in some great, you know, it, it's not, it's, it, it, say real loud, say it's a ripoff. It's a rip-off. See, see, that, see, that's a ripoff, you see. And, and the way for your tithing and giving to be a payoff is to consistently, with a good and a right heart, you know, tithe, give offerings to, into places where the Lord leads and directs you to put your money, where there's no pressure, nobody's twisting your arm. Can you say amen to that? Um, another 
thing is, did you know attending church? If you attend church regularly with a good and a right heart, did you know that will result in a payoff to you? Did you understand that? The Bible talks about that if you sow after the spirit, you'll reap life. And see, what we're doing here today is, is we're, we're investing time in the spiritual realm. That's what we're doing here today. If you've come with a good and a right attitude and, and, and you've come because you want to come and honor the Lord, then you're investing. Now, now, now if somebody, you know, if you're just here because, you know, somebody had to drag you to come and you don't want Now, see, now, then you're not going to get anything much out of it. But if you've come with a good and a right attitude, and you're, I'm going to come to honor the Lord and just to worship him and just, just glean what I can from the service and be a blessing to people, then if you do it that way, the Bible says that if you sow after the Spirit, invest your time, that we're doing something spiritual here today, and, and, and that always results in life. Real loud, say life. life. Life, it'll result in life, okay? So if you, you come into church on a regular basis with a good and a right attitude, ultimately, that, will that result in a rip-off or a payoff? off and the payoff. Now go to Genesis, the second chapter in the 16th verse, if you would. Let's, let's look at the original trade-off, payoff, rip-off with Adam and Eve. Genesis 2, verse 16. And notice the Lord God commanded the man saying, now this was after he put him in the Garden of Eden. He said, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it, you shall surely what? You shall surely die. So God offers them a trade-off here. And here it is. Trade-off is this. You give me your obedience, God is saying, and I will give you life. Isn't that a good trade-off? You give me your obedience and you'll have life. That's a good, that's a trade-off payoff, isn't it? For Adam and Eve. But if you go to Genesis, the third chapter and the fourth verse, Genesis, the third chapter and the fourth verse, the serpent, you know, the devil comes in and he says to the woman, he says, you will not surely die. Now, what did God say? God said, in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. What did the devil say? You will not surely die. Now, who are you going to believe, God or the devil? Now, let's believe God. But you see, here it is, this, this trade-off, pay-off, rip-off. The devil's going to offer Eve here. The, the woman, a deal. And here, it, here the trade-off is going to result in a rip-off and that rip-off is going to be death, isn't it? So you see, God, when God offers you a trade-off, it will always result in a payoff. But the devil will come in and he'll offer you a trade-off but when you're dealing with the devil, it will always result in a ripoff. Every single time. Now, something you need to understand about the devil is he'll come in and he'll twist what God 
has said. He'll twist it up. He'll flower it up. You know what I mean by flower it up? He'll beautify it. He'll, he'll twist it, but then he'll put a bunch of flowers around it and he'll beautify it and all of that. And that's what he did here. He, you know, if you read the whole thing, you know, he pointed out how, you know, the, the, the tree will make him wise and, and, and all of that, you know. And he flowered it up and he offered them a trade-off. But remember, when the devil offers you a trade-off, it always results in a rip-off. Now, as you look at this whole situation, did Adam and Eve do the trade-off with God or did they do the trade-off with the devil? With the devil and they got ripped off big time, didn't they? And that rip-off affects us even to this day. Is that right? You know, another situation here is found in Genesis 25, verse 29. I'm gonna read this out of the New Living Translation. So if you don't have that one, it'll be up on the screen for you. Genesis 25, verse 29. Remember Esau? How many of you remember Esau? And you remember there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But remember Esau was Jacob's twin. Jacob's name was later tra- changed to Israel. Remember that? But Esau was his twin. And he was the firstborn, the eldest. And he had the birthright. Remember that? And, 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 and by Old Testament custom, the firstborn, in this case Esau, would, would have inherited most of his father's property and the right to succeed him as the family patriarch, okay? But notice right here what happens. Genesis 25, verse 29 in the New Living Translation. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau, that was his brother, arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. And this is how Esau got his his other name, Edom, which means red. But anyway, verse 31. All right, Jacob replied, but, what are those next two words? But, but what? We're talking about trade-offs, payoffs, and rip-offs, aren't we? He said, trade me your rights as the firstborn son. And then, look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. Do you see there's a trade-off here? A birthright for a little bit of food. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Do you realize what happened right there? Do you realize how serious this is? I mean, he gave up his heritage in a moment of time for a bowl of stew. And you see, the thing about it is this. With spiritual, and this is true in many areas, but particularly in spiritual things, 
when we make a trade-off in the here and the now, well, listen carefully. It doesn't always affect us immediately, but it will eventually. And if we make the wrong trade-off, eventually it's going to result in a major, major rip-off. And our hearts will be broken and we'll regret the decision we made back in the past. Now you need to understand that and I want to emphasize that because when you're dealing with the Lord and you're dealing with spiritual things, very many times the the decision that we make right in the here and the now, the trade-off we make in the right here and the now, isn't, it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't affect us a lot of times till later. And if we make the wrong trade-off, it could result in a horrible, horrible rip-off later. Same thing is true if we make the proper trade-off in the here and the now. See, we, we become a society of we want instant gratification gratification. You understand that? And with God and spiritual things, it doesn't always work that way. Most of the time it doesn't. With the Lord and the things of the Spirit, if you make the proper trade-off right in the here and the now, you don't necessarily get the payoff right in the here and the now. But if you make the proper trade-off, eventually you'll be rejoicing because the payoff will be fantastic. I remember a good minister said years ago that when you serve God, the payoff, he doesn't always pay you on Friday or he always doesn't pay you at the end of the month, even at the end of the year. But eventually, if you're making the right trade-offs with God, eventually he'll pay off and that payoff is, is, is you can't even put it in words. The point I'm trying to get across to you now is that, that when you're dealing with the Lord and spiritual things, the trade-offs that we make now usually don't affect us so much immediately, but they will eventually. The right trade-off results in a great payoff many times later, and the wrong trade-off will result in a rip-off many times later. And, and in this case here, what did Esau do for a bowl of stew? He made a trade-off with his brother, didn't he? And it, it, it cost him greatly. He traded his heritage, he traded his birthright for a bowl of soup. Can you imagine that? And, and, and to back up what I uh, have just said, go to Hebrews 12, verse 16. Hebrews 12, verse 16. Again, I'm gonna read this in the New Living Translation. Let's, let's look at what happened to Esau down the road sometime after after he made this bad, bad deal, this bad trade-off. Hebrews 12, 16, notice what it says. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who what? Who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. Verse 17, you know that when? When? Real loud, say afterward. Say it again, afterward. See, afterward, later on, when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. 
Well, that speaks loudly to me, doesn't it, you? He made a deal. He, he made a trade-off. And eventually, it resulted in a massive rip-off for him. You know, I, I just feel impressed of the Lord to, to say this. Uh, you know, we talked about spiritual things, but you know, concerning sexual things. Sexual things. Did you hear what I just said? Sexual things. You know, the only time God's blessing is, is on sex is when you have a man and a woman as a husband and a wife. Did you hear me? That, that, that's the only time God's blessing is, is on sexual activity. But what happens, and, and this can happen to anyone at any age, particularly though younger people a lot of times, but it could happen to anyone at any age. You get in that situation with a, with a, 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 a member of you know, the opposite sex and, and, and in the heat of that moment, you're in a position where now you're looking at making a trade-off. You're gonna trade your body off, so to speak. Did, did you get what I just said? And, and for a few minutes of physical gratif- gratification, once that, few min- once that trade-off has happened, and then now a few weeks or months comes and goes and the doctor tells you you have AIDS or some other disease, Huh? A lot of times in young teenage girl or a very young girl, now they're, they're, you know, they're pregnant. And really that's a ripoff for them because they're not in a position to take care of that child and it's a ripoff for that child because that child needs someone that can take care of them. Is that right? So there's a trade-off made, but that can result, and it will result in a ripoff, Right? And say, well, I, I didn't get pregnant, and I didn't, and I, and I didn't get a disease. But you, 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 you broke God's law, and the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So that death will come comes about some other way. Point I'm trying to get at is when we make these trade offs, so much of the time the result is not immediate, but later on. We're allowed to say later on. Uh, you know, we talked about Esau, but you know, after this instance here, later on down the road, remember Jacob, this was Esau's brother. He went and he was over with Laban, remember that? And he worked a deal with Laban because he fell in love, Jacob fell in love with uh, Rachel, one of his daughters, and they did a trade-off. And remember Laban said, you know, if you'll work for me for seven years... I give you my daughter. Remember that? And so Jacob worked seven years. That's a long time. He did a trade-off and guess what? Laban didn't give him Rachel. He gave him Leah, his oldest daughter. Well, to, 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 to Jacob, that was a rip-off. He didn't want Leah. He wanted Rachel. So guess what? Then he works another seven years and then he finally got Rachel. See, the Bible's full and our life is full of these trade-offs. And trade-offs are either going to result in what? A payoff or a rip-off. Um, as I close the message here today, I want you to turn to Luke, the 18th chapter. And as you're turning to Luke, the 18th chapter, 
Does anybody know, does anybody have any idea what Peter was doing, you know, the apostle Peter? Before he became the apostle Peter and some of those other ones there, what, what, what did they do? They were fishermen. They had a fishing business, didn't they? Didn't they? And Jesus shows up one day and he calls them into the ministry. He says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Remember that? And now Peter and the, some of the others, they have to make a decision, don't they? Are we going to stay here with our fishing business or are we going to leave all of that and follow Jesus? Now, what did they do? Did they stick with their fishing business or did they leave their fishing business and follow Jesus? They left their fishing business and they followed Jesus. Did they make a trade-off? They made a trade-off, a pretty big one. A pretty big one. They, tra- they left everything. They left everything and they followed Jesus. They made a massive trade-off. Now look at 18, Luke 18, verse 28. Luke 18, verse 28. Luke 18, 28, New King James Version. Luke 18, 28. Then Peter said, he's talking to Jesus. He said, see, we have left all and followed you. In other words, we've traded it all, Lord. We traded it all. We left all and we followed you. And Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left or traded house, our parents, our brothers, or wife, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive what? Many times more in this present time and in the age to come, eternal life. Did Jesus just tell them that there was a great payoff for the trade-off that they made? Yes. And when would that payoff come? He said, in this present time and also in the age to come. See, when you deal with the Lord and you make a trade-off with him, whatever that may be, it will always eventually result in a payoff. It may not be immediate, but it will come. When you deal with the devil, he'll flower things up and he'll offer you a trade-off, but with the devil, it always, every single time, it will result in a rip-off. Now, I want to say this to you. Do you know the greatest trade-off of all was made by the Lord Jesus himself? Do you realize that? Do you realize that he, he, he sat at the right hand of God? Now, he's back there again today, but, but go back in time. Second member of the Trinity, is that right? Is that, is that correct? And he sees over here a lost human race. After Adam and Eve sinned, human race is lost. Human race needs a redeemer someone to come and buy them back. Is that right? So Jesus leaves his position that he had in glory. You understand that? And, and, and he made a trade-off, didn't he? Very God became a man. Think about that. That's a big trade-off, isn't it? 
Now, he never ceased being God, but just think about God, unlimited, becoming a man. But he became a man, didn't he? And, and the next thing you know, you see Jesus is being scoffed and he's being, you know, they're saying crucify him, crucify him. And they're spitting on him and they're pulling his beard out and they're beating him and whipping him. Now, there for a while, the trade-off that he made was looking like it could have been a rip-off, but we know that it wasn't. I'm so glad he traded off, aren't you? And, and they nailed him to the cross, and he's, as he's hanging there on the cross and blood pouring from his body, you know, if you, just, if you didn't know the whole story, you're thinking, man, this, he, he was with the Father in glory, and now he's on the cross? What was he doing? He was making a trade-off. He was after you and me. But the, he's buried the third day, you know, after he dies, he's what? Raised from the dead. Is that right? He comes out of the tomb and now he offers the new birth to you and to me. Is that right? And so now Jesus made the greatest trade-off of all. God became a man, but he got the greatest payoff of all. When does that payoff happen? When you and I, or when a sinner says, yes, Jesus, come into my heart, and somebody gets born again, then that great trade-off that he made resulted. It may have looked like it was a rip-off for a while, but we know it wasn't. Ultimately, it became the greatest payoff of all time when when he wins the human race back from the devil. Isn't that wonderful? Did you get anything out of this today? Can you say amen? Praise God. I'm so glad Jesus did what he did. Now you may be here today and you may have never asked Jesus into your life, but you need to do that before you leave today. It's the greatest trade-off you could ever make. You trade with him. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. And when you do that, The sin that you have, he washes it away. And the righteousness that he has comes into your life. It's a great trade-off that results in a wonderful payoff. You get the life of God in you, and then one day you miss hell and you make heaven. Isn't that wonderful? So before you leave here today, there's going to be some people standing up here in the front. Just make your way up to the front. You don't have to come now, guys, but, but come because we're going to receive communion. But there'll be some guys and gals up here in the front. When we dismiss, come on up and say, hey, I want to, I want to make a trade-off. I want to accept Jesus. And I tell you what, in that fast of a time, you'll go from being a sinner to a saint just, just that, that quick. And it's the greatest trade-off of all. Now, maybe you're here today and maybe there's, the Bible says he'll give us beauty for ashes. He'll give us oil for the joy of gladness. Is that right? It says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Maybe you're here today and you've already accepted Jesus into your life, but maybe you're brokenhearted. Maybe there's something else going on in your life. Well, I, in and of myself, I can't fix you. I can't help you. But there's one who can. His name is Jesus. If you're oppressed today or depressed or there's just something not right in your life, you can come to Jesus. And I tell you what, you can, he'll make, a, he'll make a, a trade-off with you. And you can trade that heaviness that you have. You can trade that sorrow that you have. And he'll give you beauty for ashes. For your ashes, he'll give you his beauty. For your mourning, he'll give you the oil of joy. For your spirit of heaviness, 
he'll give you, he'll, he'll, he'll give you a garment of praise. You can make that trade-off, and when you're dealing with God, it'll always result in a payoff. Can you say amen? So now the ushers are going to pass out the communion. Go ahead and pass that out, fellas, as quickly as you can. We're going to receive communion here today. And you can stand with me, by the way. Go ahead and stand as they pass this out. As they pass the communion out, I just want to talk to you a minute. So you can listen and pass at the same time, can't you? Y'all can do that. How many of you can do two things at once? I know you can. This bread that you'll be holding in your hand if you haven't received it already, it represents the body of Jesus. I said it represents the body of the Lord Jesus. And you know, his body was broken 